Pickaxe. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Kirsty and Briny's comfort zone. I am Kirsty. And I am Briny. And we talk about each other's dreams and try to work out what, what the, the hell is going on. <laughs> <laughs> Although last week we didn't have any dreams. No, we ran so we out. So to talk about what the hell was wrong with us for not having dreams. <laughs> exactly. It's, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I have, even now I've not really had many dreams i i don't know what's wrong with my brain right now it just doesn't want to dream i've had a few like really disjointed ones um and i can kind of recall some for today but yeah like there's just nothing happening in there <laughs> i've been quite the same like i've woken up knowing that i've had dreams but they've been just like little bits and bobs and can't really piece any of it together i think the reason for that though is because because it's been really warm recently 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 i've uh been sleeping in the back bedroom so our bedroom has tiny little windows at the top that only open like a little bit whereas our back bedroom has a big window that opens like all of it so alex and i have been in there so we can actually have like a breeze coming through and we're away from the main road so it's not as noisy so we've been having like a little holiday (laughs) in the spare room and i think that because basically alex's cross trainer is in that room so every morning when he gets up to exercise, he kicks me out and then I just like wrap myself in a blanket and I scurry across the landing and I get into our actual bed and go back to sleep again. And I think that is enough to just disjoint the dreams out of my head. Yeah. When I do my little my little scuttle, I think that that shakes them out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I can't remember them anymore. I don't have an excuse. <laughs> I have no excuse <laughs> for not dreaming. I think I guess I've just been it's just been hot. I think that's just it. Like, I get very warm and my brain just doesn't want to dream when I'm warm, I guess. It's 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 too busy trying to stay cool. But yeah. I, I have I feel like it's probably I've been having more of like a light sleep. You know, when you have those just weird disjointed dreams where just as you're waking up and then as soon yeah. as you wake up, like they fall out of your brain. I think I've been having a bunch of those. Um, I had one today, actually. Uh, I didn't record it because it was so disjointed. But it was basically, as far as I can remember, it was about you guys playing Dota in this Dota tournament. Um, Oh. But instead of Dota, you were power washing. (laughs) So in order (laughs) to play Dota, you had to power wash the map. Um, So everyone who's playing in this Dota tournament uh, on the Yogs channel, they were just going around power washing everything <laughs> and there was definitely more stuff to it but i just it just fell out of my brain but i guess i guess that's just the standard video game dream take that off the bingo list we've been playing a lot of power wash lately <laughs> um i think i would rather be in a power wash sim tournament than the dota one that sounds a lot more chill <laughs> honestly yeah same i i i would not touch dota with a with a with an eight foot power washer an eight foot power washer i just want a power wash donor just just get rid of it but 
I, I, a man of power watched him tournament. I would, I would be all over that. Yeah, just like a chill race to clean stuff as quick as you can. <laughs> uh, green nozzle only. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I have to set it up. I wonder if it's on, um, what is it, live split? Do you reckon you get power wash? Oh my god, should I look? <laughs> I, I think it is. There are. We were talking about power wash speedruns when I um uh when I was playing it on stream. Speedrun.com power wash. Sim. Yep, it's on here. Um somebody has cleaned the van uh with any equipment in 30 seconds. Base equipment in one minute forty-three. I feel like that's doable. We could beat that. 30 seconds. Yeah. Two players, 21 seconds. Three players, 22 seconds. So they actually took longer with three players. <laughs> oh, my God. Interesting. I think we could become pro power wash sim speedrunners. How the heck do you do it in 30 seconds? I don't know. That's with any equipment. So I guess they've just gone for, like, the real good stuff. Yeah, I've not really ever unlocked anything. I sort of like taking it slowly and yeah. using the baby stuff. <laughs> I'm the same. Like I, I said that on my stream. I was like, I just like the base equipment. But I did then buy another power washer, like the next one up from the base. Oh. And it was a lot better. <laughs> it just felt better. I was like, hell yeah, now I'm power washing. So I see the appeal. But Oh, hang on. Let's Pink. see if the, the gnome fountain is on here. Because that thing is huge. Oh my gosh, that was a big boy. That's a big boy. Uh, treehouse, washroom, helter skelter, Ferris wheel, uh, mini gnome fountain. Oh my god! The only speed run for the gnome fountain is with any equipment, and it's one hour fifty six minutes. <laughs> what? How long did it take us? I feel like it took us. I don't know. Maybe we beat because we streamed I mean, for like three hours. Fair, there isn't a three player speed run on here, so we could just submit it. <laughs> Be speedrunners. Yes, we have the proof of it. <laughs> we have the proof. It's. I feel like it's been a while since we were top of a speedrunning chart, so yeah. uh, we should do this. I think we should. Uh, any any watchers, you, could you, did you mind going back to the VOD and just seeing how long it took us? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we need to submit this to speedrun.com. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a plate up section on there yet? Oh my gosh. Uh, plate. No, but Alistair is a user on here. So Alistair, the dev of PlayUp, is, is a user on speedrun.com, but they've not completed any runs. They haven't been So we could be the top of game. that as well. What, the, the top speedrunners of Alistair, the PlayUp dev? We, we speedrun yeah. Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> How long does it take us to break him and put whatever we want in the game? <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, we haven't done that yet, have we? So far it's going no. about a year. <laughs> Yeah, slowly wearing him down. Very slowly. <laughs> I guess the problem with that would be once we've broken him, it'll be a lot easier for other people to come in and get better times. True. He'll already be broken. <laughs> True. But thank goodness he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is when we find out he does and we get him an angry message. <laughs> How dare you try to break me? Never talk to me again. Never talk to me or my plates again. Oh, God. But yeah, Play Up isn't on here, so we could just, you know. Make the page and make be page top of all of the it. charts. I'm suddenly a mod of the page and I don't accept anyone's uh, speedruns except my own. So good luck, everyone. <laughs>
good luck. Oh, you're like, um, what's his name from King of Kong? Uh, know, Billy Mitchell. It? Where Billy Mitchell. there's a Isn't time from, when... Um... Uh, EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same guy. <laughs> I think it's... Let me check. Oh, yeah, it is Billy Mitchell. Oh, my gosh, you should watch King of Kong. Anyone listening, it is such a good documentary. I think it's all on YouTube as well. What's like, it about? The full thing. It's basically just about, um, like, Donkey Kong speedrunners. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's not speedrunners, actually. It's just, like, highest level. I think you might have told me about this before, actually. Uh, it has one of the best like um character introductions at the very very oh, i guess it's not really characters they're real people <laughs> but at the very very <laughs> beginning of the documentary it's um it's basically it, it's just about like these two guys and one of them was billy mitchell and he like held all the records and he was a bit of like he would like if other people tried to submit stuff he would call it into question and that sort of thing whereas right. he was allowed to submit anything he wanted and they'd be like oh of course it's true it's billy sort of oh, thing so geez. but it is so you i think people get a lot more invested in it as a documentary than they expect to mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah it's very good oh i have to have a look i've been like we've been playing wingspan at, at an evening on on discord like me riddy and silas and company um and it's a, such a chill game like you just sort of sit there and do other stuff while um yeah while you play it so i've been just watching movies so i'll have to have a look but yeah i've been the last two nights i've watched different movies and <laughs> well the first night i watched perfume have you ever seen perfume the one with ben wishaw oh is that the one about like the murderer yeah 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 i've not seen it but so I, Tom I know Clark of it Clark told me to watch it he was like, oh it's a very good film you should watch it i was like, all right spoilers didn't know that there'd be a massive orgy at the end. Like, and when I say a massive <laughs> orgy, I mean a big, big orgy. Just suddenly, out of nowhere, orgy. And I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Talk about going out with a bang, eh? <laughs> exactly. Like, right, uh, okay. But I mean, very good film. Very, very good film. Uh, and then yesterday I watched Midsummer, which also had some, I mean, not quite an orgy, but it had, it may as well have been. Oh, it's um, like everyone stood around watching or something. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a run. I'm on a good, good roll with the, the weird, sexy films. Uh, if you have any orgy suggestions for Kirsty, email <laughs> us at uh, kirstyandbrenny at gmail.com. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any orgies of, in King of Kong? <laughs> um... No, 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 I've oh. not seen that uh, that cut of it. <laughs> Maybe that's the seedy underbelly of um <laughs> of Donkey Kong. Of speed Donkey running. Kong, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the initiation. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, perhaps it's called Zoomies. Yeah, you go, boy. You go, boy. Apparently. Dreaming of an orgy can indicate the way in which we can release the blocked energy. Oh. Behavior which would not be necessarily be appropriate in ordinary everyday life can be used in dreams to balance the difficulty. Well, there you go. Well, there we go. If anybody uh, listening has dreamed of an orgy, then there you go. There's some info for you. You're just I balancing yet, your life. I feel like if I keep watching these movies, I probably will. Calm 
think of a film I've ever seen with one in. Oh, really? I'm, when... I'm sure I've watched one before, but usually they just sort of come out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. Also, the orgies start really suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> when my brother was little, he used to think that ogres were called orgies. <laughs> so technically, Shrek did, has an did, orgy did, in it. Oh, no. <laughs> did, did, uh, did your parents correct him or was this an uh, asparagus situation? They found it too funny. I don't think they ever did. <laughs> so we just went along with it. Oh, my God. So that, that's, for people without context, Bryony's parents didn't correct Bryony because she pronounced asparagus asparagus uh, for the they longest time. They just found time, it so. funny. Just let me keep doing it. Yeah. So with the asparagus and the, and the orgies, it was just a wild time. That's the name of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> asparagus and orgies by Bryony Turner. <laughs> Out this fall. Anyone's interested? Oh, nice. <laughs> I wish list that. Oh, goodness. Oh, geez. Well, you have had a couple of dreams. I have. They're very short. Very short. But they happened and I recorded them. Excellent. <laughs> you, you did your homework, unlike me. I did. <laughs> Can you remember them? I, I remember a little bit of the first one. Okay. And I, yeah, I remember the. Because the second one only happened this morning. And I, I remember one bit of the first one, but I'm surprised that it's like two minutes long because I don't remember what else happened. But shall we find out? Let's find out. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. I had a dream that we were on this massive boat, like a ferry, and... um. We were crossing over to somewhere and we knew it was going to be really rainy. So everyone was like huddled together and uh, we were like covering over with massive parasols and stuff. And we'd also been looking after this cat. I can't remember, it was like a business partner or something, like someone, someone businessy, it was their cat. And... The cat had run onto the ship too, but they'd gone and hidden in the kitchen. So I was like, okay, they should be safe. And I remember a guy getting on and being like, can I take shelter? And we were like, yeah, yeah, come under, come under the parasol. And then it sort of cut forward to having already crossed and everyone was soaked and we were all just relieved. And the parasols had like turned to sand. We were just like sat in loads of sand and I was looking at these shapes in the sand and I realised it was someone's shoe and they were like oh hello I was like, oh sorry and then Alex was like where's the cat where's the cat where's the cat okay and this lady went down to the kitchen and found the cat and he was he was fine um and then I was saying like oh look at his face he looks like Ron Perlman and this guy came over and was like wait what and he was looking at his face and then he started talking about all this stuff about like, oh, does he have this? He should be on like fish for three days uh, if he's if he's like this. And I was like, oh, do you work in a vet? I used to work in a vet. I remember giving cats fish. Um, and it was like, oh, cool. 
Uh, but that's all I remember. Hmm. The end. Bye bye. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I love I don't, it. I'd forgotten about the cat. I love and it. Ron Perlman. <laughs> the Ron Perlman cat. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Oh, a business partner's cat. Maybe maybe I am the business partner. Yeah, I was I think I remember thinking that when I was recording it. I was like, oh that's probably that's probably Tabs. He's probably Tabs. That's the boy. He it does look very gruff. But not quite. And I guess he does like he does run. He does when run. When he first gets round here. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he runs and hides. He does always. He can't reach the kitchen, but I'm sure he would if he could. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I so you were on a ship and it was raining and you had these umbrellas. And you said the umbrellas turned to sand? Yeah, so it like cut forward and we'd already crossed to wherever we were going to. But all of the because it was like massive parasols. We'd made like like um like a big tent, but it was all individual parasols covering all of us. Mm-hmm. And but then when we crossed, we were all like soaking wet. But we were just sat in like a like the deck had turned into a massive sand pit, and we were just sat in sand instead. Oh my god! And I remember, I think that might have been the day that I had seen someone making like sand art out of they basically made like the main character of sandman out of sand so i think it might just be as simple as that that i was just thinking sand but it felt like when i woke up i was like that's probably something significant like sand time i don't know (laughs) (laughs) no wait i just saw sand when i was awake yeah (laughs) Uh, the the idea of sitting in a boat full of sand is like super uncomfortable though. Like that could that could mean something. But yeah. Did did you look up what sand means in your in your? No, book? I did. I didn't look it up. Yeah, I'll look it up now. Have a peepers. Have a peepers. Have peepers. I love the whole like. Oh, I remember feeding cats fish. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I've done that. Well, I think we were talking about, you know, when you have to like tempt cats to eat, so you give them really stinky stuff. Yeah. I think yeah, it yeah. was about that. Yeah, I guess the cat was scared and like giving him a bit of fish will will make him come out of his shell a little bit. Oh my gosh. Okay. Get a load of this. Get Sand a load of in this. a dream. <laughs> sand in a dream suggests instability and lack of security. When sand and sea are seen together, Ooh. we are demonstrating a lack of emotional security. <gasps> oh. When the sands are shifting, we are probably unable to decide what we require in life. That's so interesting. So I have had, like, I mean, you know this, but I've had, like, a lot of anxiety recently. I've been all mm. over the place. So that, I mean, that is sort of what I was expecting it to be because obviously sand isn't the most stable of things. Yeah. And the fact that, like the boat that you're on which is the only stable thing like you're on in the ocean is sort of covered in sand making it unstable itself like in a way like that's yeah. like that's really interesting like yeah that's, Do you know when i saw that cool. written down i was like oh my gosh how did it put sand and sea together and i was like wait that's literally where it usually is <laughs> <laughs> 
That she makes True. a lot of sense. They're I just usually forgot together. beaches were a thing for, for a moment there. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's that's still super interesting though. That's that's yeah. But um yeah, because like you like you say, you have been having like quite bad anxiety and like there's a lot of uncertainty about like, you know, getting help with it and stuff and that's it's just sort of manifested a little bit. I wonder where the cat comes into this. <laughs> well, I've looked up boat or ship. Mm-hmm. To dream about a boat or a ship very often indicates how we cope with our emotions and those of others. It may well represent how we navigate our way through life and whether we are in control of our lives. Ooh. So maybe that's it with the anxiety. I just don't feel like I'm in control yeah. of my ship and it's full of sand. It's full of sand. Well, you've kind of said this, like, you know, you've you sort of said, like, it's weird. And I remember this, like, when I first, like, got diagnosed with depression, like, we're getting real deep now. But when I did first get diagnosed with depression, I was kind of like, when am I just going to go back to normal? <laughs> yeah. when, is, when is it going to be normal again? And you've kind of said that to me. And I'm like, wow, I remember like when I felt like that. And yeah, it's sort of, that I don't know. It, I, that, it sort of really rings like, what's the word? It resonates with me, you know? I kind of, yeah. I totally understand. It's, that's, yeah, that's crazy. That's super interesting. I think it's a tough one when you, again, go in deep. But like if you've got like a cold or something, sometimes on day three, you're just like, oh my God, I've had this cold forever. I'm always going to have a cold. This is life now. Mm -hmm. But you know at the back of your mind, you're like, I've got over colds. I'm going to be fine. Whereas when I think it's like a mental health thing, you don't feel like you have that security of like, this will last this many days. Yeah, exactly. I'll be through it and I'll be fine. Like... I'll be able to smell again and so like is that you you just don't really know and I guess mm-hmm. like a like a ship in a storm you just don't know <laughs> exactly maybe you're the cat and we just need to get you some fish yeah because <laughs> with the anxiety and stuff I have been a bit off of my food so maybe I ah. am the cat and I need to find my stinky fish that's it we need to find you some stinky fish but just whatever the vegan version is of stinky um, fish oh what what's what's one of the names they use for fake fish uh, if it's tuna it's tuno tuno <laughs> tuna tuna <laughs> i'm trying to think of one for salmon um uh salmon salmon <laughs> <laughs> We need to find you some salmon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow, we've, we've got so much from this dream. You were like, oh, I've only done a short one. Like, damn. It was a short one, but it was an important was one, I think. It was packed full of emotions. It was packed full of emotions. I'm wondering yeah. if the Ron Perlman cat is literally just because on Monday, I spent the day with a friend who... I basically, because Alex was away for work... Mm. I went round my friend's house and just said, like, can you babysit me? Because I'm scared to be alone at the moment. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So we just, like, we watched, like, super rom-commy films and I cuddled her dog and her cat and we did puzzles and we did colouring in and it was just, like, a nice, chill day. But her cat is a Maine Coon 
And I feel like a lot of Maine Coons look like Ron Perlman. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Not I've seen a picture in particular. recently on Twitter of one that does definitely look like Ron Perlman. <laughs> so I wonder yeah. if you've just seen it on Twitter. It's just like a subconscious link that I make when I think of Maine Coons. A little bit of my brain is like, Ron Perlman. <laughs> they really do. I found a picture. I'm going to send it to you. They just have very serious faces. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yes. That is a... We'll have to tweet that when this episode goes out so yes. people can see, see the so Ron Perlman cat. So chonky. <laughs> but oh, I used that every time we got... Maine Coons in at the vet I would always feel like they were about to give me a quest like they had oh, that yeah. look about them like they would talk if you were mm-hmm. alone in the room definitely and, and no one would believe like you real life Khajiit they're gonna yeah. they give you a quest and sell you their wares <laughs> they're so beautiful we had they a are. Maine Coon at work when I worked at the shelter um, but when he came in he was all matted so they had to shave him <laughs> So he just had no hair on his body except for on his head and the tip of his tail. (laughs) He looked like a little lion. (laughs) (laughs) He was so silly. Um, are you are you ready for the second dream? I feel like the first one was heavy enough, but are you? I'm ready. What is this? This one heavy too? I don't think so. I'm sure we'll find something. Yeah, I know. What, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with Bryony? That's the episode. <laughs> okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. I had a dream that me and my parents were going to Brighton and we were walking towards this hotel and then there was like, it was just in the middle of a field right on the beach and the path that went to it was just like a um, conveyor belt but it was really like slick and hidden in the grass so as soon as I stood on it I started like whooshing towards the hotel and I was like oh no so I jumped off of it and we went the long way round which took us to like a chair and bed shop and I went in and it was one of those sorts of places that sold like bed shaped like racing cars and shoes and Rydian was there and he was trying to tell me about something but I don't remember what and then um I don't really remember what happened after that I think we ended up going someplace entirely different but I don't really remember but yeah a short one Mm, bye bye a very short one very short one and a beach again yeah, I, I hadn't put the two of those together. Also, how sleepy me says Brighton. Brighton. <laughs> we went uh, to we, Brighton. We went to Brighton. <laughs> Famously full of conveyor belts. Yeah, I don't like the conveyor belt was really like slick and shiny. And yeah. it was basically like someone had just put like, I don't know, like cling film over the grass, but it was enough to carry you forward. Ooh. And I stepped on it thinking it was just the path. And then I was like, wee! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> were you like, did you did you feel any sort of emotion when you were on it? Were you like scared or were you, were you I just think like I was sort chill? of, 
Yeah, I think I was just mucking around. I was just yeah. like, oh, that's a bit of fun, but fun. we're not going that way. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to the furniture shop to get a race car bed. Okay, I think the reason that I dreamt about that was because literally just before I went to bed, I was looking at um, if you could get dog beds for people. <laughs> <laughs> So oh my god, I, did you find anything? I'm sure you can. I did, yeah. You get like massive dog beds that people can just climb, uh, climb, uh, curl up in. Oh my god. And, um, it's because we were talking, I was talking to a friend who was offering to help uh, decorate the house because I was like, oh, we've still got painting to do in the house. And uh, they were like, oh, you're going to make my bedroom. So I searched for a human dog bed and I was like yeah it's gonna look like this <laughs> um, but then also someone had sent me a picture of a bunny bed um, what, a bed that looked like a bunny or a, bun- no, a bed it was for like, bunnies it was a bed for bunnies and it was shaped like a car so I guess there was just like double bed imagery right before I went to bed yeah yeah, yeah. Um, of like novelty beds but one of the I things love I love novelty beds <laughs> I don't think I've ever slept in one. I've never slept in one, but I hope to one day. It's on my bucket list. Sleep in a race car bed. Hell Would you, yeah. if you could have any novelty bed, what would it, and it would just be as comfy as a normal bed, what what novelty bed would you have? Ooh, I don't know. I love, I, oh, I'm choking. <laughs> I, I'll start again. I love um, bunk beds. I, I want a bed that's like raised up. Like, you remember those beds that everyone had when you were a kid? I never had one. I always wanted one. That was like a bunk bed with a desk underneath it. Um, That's what I had. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. And you would pull out the desk and you could crawl underneath. Yeah. Oh, they were so fun. I just always wanted one. Like, I was always on at my parents about a bunk bed. Like, and in terms of novelty beds, that's pretty boring, but... What? I think I think I know the ones you mean. I didn't have one like that. You mean one that's like permanently got a desk underneath? Yeah, like they there are ones that are like a big box and like there's like shelves and stuff in the side and you can pull out a desk and stuff. They're fun, but they're not a proper bunk bed. Like they're that's just they're not I they're not high enough. I I have a friend who who had one of those too. Um, but a bunk bed that has like a I'm just googling it now. A desk underneath, like yeah, my a friend had one of those desk with a ladder next to it that you could climb up, and like that's super cool. I mean, it's so boring in terms of novelty beds. Like, I just want a bed that's slightly raised up that I can put my PC underneath. Like, but <laughs> hang on, let me. They let feel, me look I up feel some like there was a lot of those beds. in like uh, like teen movies and stuff. Like that's what the cool kids had. Yes. With those ones. So yeah, I they know what you did. mean. And I always wanted one. Like things do you remember when you were a kid, like going through the Argos book and circling things you wanted? Yes. Yeah, like or like especially around Christmas, it's like, oh well, this and this and this and this and this. And there were always like certain things that I would circle all the time, like bunk beds. I wanted a baby G watch. I don't know if you remember those. They were no. like digital watches that were, you know, like the really gaudy looking sports watch. They're really nineties. And they're big and pastel coloured and they have like an alarm oh, on them and stuff. I think like, I remember them, yeah. Always wanted one of those. Never got one. Crying. I never, was always never trying to get 
one of those um what are they called like ibo or something there was like the robot dog that was in a oh, tina turner yes. music video i really yeah, wanted yeah. one of those they we must have had, cost so much but they i were thought so expensive we, we had one Santa like Claus. a knockoff one <laughs> um i remember me and my brother got like cheap ones for christmas but yeah we was never there got one that like, was called like dog tech or something it was like probably yeah the proper boxy one yeah i had one of those and it came with like a a plastic metallic looking bone mm-hmm, that you could mm-hmm. hit and in they, the face with always, and it would be like woof woof <laughs> they always had the um like the see-through plastic colored ears and stuff and like accessories like kind of like an old game boy <laughs> oh so yeah were, i remember so you could choose your color ones. as well as like the metal color that they came with i'm just looking for novelty bunk beds and there aren't really a lot of them to be fair like there are some that look like little tree say... houses, which are really cool. I thought you were going to say like a pokeball bed. See, that would be pretty cool too. But I want to be raised up off the ground. Like, <laughs> I, I, I want to I sleep high up like a bird. You know, looking down on my bedroom kingdom. I just want to sleep in a nest. <laughs> I just want to sleep in a nest. I just want to build a nest with sticks and spit and just sleep in it. Like, ugh. So cool. I'm just looking at bunk beds now and I'm like, damn, I want a bunk bed. I'm an adult. I'm going to buy a bunk bed. (laughs) Have you ever slept in a four poster bed, like with the proper curtains and stuff? No, I haven't. I don't think think it would scare me. Yeah, they're pretty intimidating, aren't they? Like, I'd be too worried like someone could sneak up and I wouldn't know until they were right there pulling the curtain back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, when I was a kid, I think I would have liked a bed that had curtains around it. Like, I always thought, like, oh, a four-poster bed would be pretty cool. Like, I can hide because I was kind of scared of the dark. And if I could sleep under the covers and hide my face, I would, like, if it wasn't too warm. So having curtains would have been really cool. But now, I would think, what if there's someone on the other side of the curtain? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it would. I don't know why. Like now, it's instead of scared of the dark, it's scary. It's scared, like fear of someone coming into my flat and hiding behind my four poster bed. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like oh man, now I'm just looking at bunk beds. Man, I want a bunk bed. They're so cool. I was always so jealous of anyone that had a bunk bed. My beds were always super boring. Like, I, I, I remember one time I got one of those, I, I can't remember what they're called, but the kind of bed that you lift up the mattress and there's, like, storage underneath. Oh, yeah. Um, And that was, like, the most interesting bed I ever had, and it wasn't very interesting. <laughs> See, my most interesting bed, because I used to have bunk beds with my sister when her room was being decorated. Yeah. We had bunk beds that were basically, like, you can have them as individual beds, but you could stack them on top of each other as well. Oh, they had like cool. grooves that fit sort of thing. So um, when her room was being done, uh, we we bunked together and Aww. then the beds got separated and she went in her room. But then I got my my box bed with the desk that pulls out and I would crawl underneath and underneath there I would do my witchcraft. I would That's where I would like scuttle into the bathroom and I would get little bits of shampoo and shower gel and shaving foam and stuff and, and then i would scuttle back in yeah and then i'd be yes. like I'm making magic <laughs> making magic <laughs> and i would always I, I always got very like emotionally attached to things i always have and when my parents were getting rid of our old sofas because i 
I like for ages I've refused to sit on our new sofa because I felt like I was Aww. betraying the old sofa. So when they tried to get rid of it, I stole the sofa cushions and I put them underneath my bed so Aww. I could just go upstairs and still sit on the cushions and be like, I'm still sitting on you old sofa. Oh <laughs> my God. That's so cute. I was such a little gremlin child. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I totally get that though with the emotional attachment like to stuff, especially as a kid. Like even now, like when I was a kid, I collected beanie buddies. So like the big beanie babies. Um, and I had so many of them. And like going back to the whole four poster bed, having a curtain around your bed sort of thing. I had so many beanie babies that I could build a wall out of them. Like a little Aww. wall about a foot and a half tall at the side of my bed. Um, I had tons. I, I would get my pocket money every week. And I would save up and I would go and buy a Beanie Buddy every week if I could or every other week. And I was so emotionally attached to these these teddies. Every night I would like say goodnight to each one individually. <laughs> and like I literally like imagine a bed. I had one. They, they would line up along the wall uh, all the way down my bed. I had so many. And I would oh say goodnight gosh. to every single one every night. Um, and my parents moved house recently, which we've talked about a few times because I've had dreams about it. Um, but when we were clearing out the loft, uh, we found all of my beanie buddies. And like obviously they wanted to throw some stuff away because they've now moved into a bungalow. So they have a lot less space. And my mom was like, we can just like donate these. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we can donate them. Uh-huh. So I had to start <laughs> sorting through these bags. And I was like, yep, yeah, that one could go. That one could go, that one could go. And then I just burst into tears. <laughs> and this was like a few months ago. <laughs> I just burst into tears like, I don't want to get rid of any of these. <laughs> I was still completely emotionally attached to these teddy bears that have been in the loft for years. And I don't want to leave them. So I think, yeah. unless my parents have done a sneaky, because they definitely took them with them to their new house. They might have binned them without me looking. But <laughs> oh, they... No. They still are in my parents' loft, as far as I'm aware. I'm scared to ask now in case they're like, nah, we got rid of them. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I totally get the whole emotional attachment. Like, I am terrible for it. And like, imagining... even stuff like sofas and inanimate objects, like we get a new one and I'm like, that's not the, the same sofa we had. I, I hate this. I'm imagining you saying goodnight to all of your beanie babies. Like, what was it? Little House on the Prairie? Is that the one that always had yeah. the like, goodnight, John Boy? Goodnight, John Boy. <laughs> You're there like, goodnight, Snuggles. Goodnight, Fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yep, that was me. That was me. But I often think about um, how I used to like cuddle them and imagine that it was a real, real aminal. Um, and Aww. now when, when Tabs sleeps next to me at night, I'm like, oh, I got a real one now. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate beanie baby. <laughs> I finally got to be a real beanie baby who's alive. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they were my pets before I had my taboo. One thing that I remember about the dream that I didn't record, but I don't know if it's relevant or if it's just weird, was that when I was in the chair slash bed shop with Rhythian and my mum, at one point my mum was like, oh, your bra is there if you want it. And I went over to one of the like new display sofas in this place and I lifted up the cushion and one of my bras was underneath it. And I was like, oh, better put that on. 
<laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Maybe it's that I have had a bit of trouble going outside recently and I need mm-hmm. the support. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It could be like similar to, you know, how we talked about like naked dreams before and they're meant to symbolize like how you're unprepared and stuff like that. Yeah. Even though like when you're naked and dreamed, you're like, hell yeah, I'm naked. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's that. Maybe it's like, a, oh, oh no, I forgot to put my bra on to come to the shop. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not ready. I've, I've, I've forgotten something. And now I'm in this awkward situation in public, blah, blah, blah. Like it's probably something like that, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I think as well, like just generally, because you know, you know, the thing where like the first thing you do when you get through the, the front door is just whip the bra off because not mm-hmm. wearing that for any longer than I need to. I think I noticed recently I was like walking around the house and I found like three different bras just like thrown away around the house. <laughs> just <laughs> just lying on shelves yeah, and stuff. Honestly, and I was like I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. <laughs> <laughs> this is like like a week later I'm like, oh, how did that get there? <laughs> I remember seeing this thing where a, a Twitch streamer got banned because they didn't realize that they'd finished streaming. And, and they, took their bra off. <laughs> they took their bra off. And people were like, oh my gosh, she did that for her attention, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, spoken that. like a true non-bra wearer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can fully believe that someone would be like, oh my gosh, taking this off. <laughs> yeah, as soon as the camera goes off, it's like, woo, bra gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh jeez. I I'm always terrified actually that I do that. Like, I mean, I haven't yet, but but yeah, like I I I do it and I check the stream is definitely closed and I'm like, oh jeez. Imagine if I'd forgotten to close Streamlabs. Oh my god. And I'm just sitting here like a freaking gremlin, like just <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> oh my god. Well, it hasn't happened yet. Yet. <laughs> yet i wish i could remember what rhythium was telling me i i mean i think i know why rhythium was in my dream because he wanted a race car bed right he wanted a race car bed just classic rhythium classic (laughs) rhythium like he's famously loves his novelty beds uh yeah and he just needs to upgrade i told him that he was in my dream shopping for chairs and beds and he was like i am from ikea land but i think it's more to do with because when I have been um, back to bloody anxiety again, well, oh, I've no. been finding it very comforting just listening to people's streams. And yeah. Rydian has a really lovely voice. So he I was just, does have a very lovely voice. I wasn't able to stream yesterday, so I literally just put Rydian's stream on it. He was playing Returnal, which I think is quite a stressful, like, shooty, alien-y type game. Um, mm. So I didn't watch it, but I just had the sound on and I was just listening to his voice and I think my brain just sort of went like comforting thing comfy chair put them together (laughs) oh yeah the amount of times I've heard people say like god I wish really would do like an audiobook or something and I totally agree I always say that to him he has a very good voice someone in my chat the other day can't remember. I think it may have been one of my mods, but they were saying, "I wish Rhythm would do a podcast where he reads stories." And I was like, "That's an audiobook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is an audiobook. 
but but genuinely he does it. He's just got such a nice proper storytelling voice as well. Yeah. And his his actual like voices that he does are are really good too. Like he's he's just good at choosing voices for characters and stuff. This is becoming the let's talk about how great Rithian is podcast, by the way. We should get him on back on as a guest. We should. <laughs> let's get Rithian back. Let's call him right now. <laughs> <laughs> we have to say, like, okay, this this episode is the end of season one, and we're starting season two, and then we can get him back again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other imagery I should look up in my book. Yeah, I'm but... trying to think. So there's like the conveyor belt, IKEA, Rhythm. I think the problem is, I mean, I imagine the conveyor belt. If I don't know if that's in the book, but I imagine that would be like again anxiety carries you in a way that you can't control and it you know it just takes you off somewhere and you have to try and fight it i imagine it would just be all that sort of stuff again like yeah i feel like i've just got a little smorgasbord of anxiety symbology <laughs> i've just got a little pretty a little bit of each <laughs> hang on i'll get my book and look up conveyors but it's interesting that it's not been like your traditional stress dreams or anything. But I guess maybe that's because stress dreams are usually if you have like one particular thing that you're worried about that you're maybe, I don't know, I feel like anxiety is more of like a a big blob rather blob. than a stressy spike. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's just like... It's it's always sort of there and it just sort of fluctuates, you know? It's it's hard to pinpoint. Yeah. I'm just looking for your conveyor belt. There's nothing for conveyor in my book. I wonder if there's like escalator or something. I don't think there is. Oh. But we're going to have to start looking at the things that there aren't and making our own book. Yeah, we can write our own book. Easy. We've done, you know, this is episode 19 or whatever. We're experts now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Conveyor belt in dreams. Let's Google it. It represents a situation that keeps repeating itself. Positively, it may reflect unimpeded progress or nothing stopping you as you get ahead with your goals. Succeeding all the time. Negatively, oh. a conveyor belt may reflect a problem that seems to overwhelm you without a challenge, something that just keeps coming. <gasps> yes, that one, that one, not the, yeah, not the positive one. first one. <laughs> no, not the good one. <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, we say this all the time, but putting meanings to dreams often doesn't really mean anything. It means something to the person having the dream. So saying to Bryony, this could mean like, your anxiety is overwhelming you quite a lot and you can't see a way to fix it right now. And Bryony would be like, yeah, that does apply to me. But if some other guy dreams of a conveyor belt, it could mean something completely different. It could mean they work at a, in a peach canning factory and they see conveyor belts every day. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it just, these, these, these things are all just like personal. It's incredibly personal. Yeah. It, it helps to put a meaning to... To each dream, like in terms of, you know, talking through your own like things that are happening in your life. So, yeah, like saying the conveyor belt is like an anxiety thing for sure. Um, could could ring true and could potentially sort of help you work through it a bit. I think that's the thing. It's like it's just a good way to because obviously it is good 
to talk about how you're feeling about things. And one of the things I've noticed when I've had this big, like sudden, um, like attack of anxiety is that because I, I said to myself, I'm just going to talk to everyone about it. Just be very open. And the number of people who I never knew had gone through like similar things who have come back to me or DM'd me and just said, like, I went through a time when I had this and I was like, I genuinely had no idea. Like just being open, I think, has helped a lot. And I think in a way, dreams are quite a safe way to do that because it's not like it, it's like, you know, when you get those scenes in films where two characters are trying to say how they feel about each other, but they do it by being like, I love chips yeah, chips are beautiful and I wish I would see chips every day because I love them and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, they're talking about each other. <laughs> they're talking about each other. That's I what dreams like kind of like. Dreams, yeah, yeah, because you can be like, oh, it's weird. I had this thing about this. And really, that's a nice way for me to be able to say, I felt I feel very anxious. And this is how my brain is trying to convey that into imagery that someone else can also understand and because mm. I'm not very good at putting things into words as well so I think it is like m your brain being like here's a universal symbol for this that you can take to other people and be like this and they'll be like ah that, uh -huh, that. <laughs> speaking of which I've just looked at bed uh, in oh. my book and it race says it doesn't have race car bed I could Gosh, look up race car as well though but bed <laughs> particularly it says uh Beds can symbolize your need to get away from the world and withdraw into yourself to enjoy healing rest. Oh, there you go. There we go. You need a, you need a nice little rest. Nice what if there's rest. an orgy happening on the bed, though? <laughs> maybe, maybe take a break from the orgies and have a little bit of a rest, you know, before you carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if there's an oh, ogre on. on the bed? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what if there's both? Oh jeez! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> wait, wait. I okay. Orgy isn't in my book. <laughs> See, my book has like a whole page that's just all of all of that, like all of it. Yeah, just... if you go to sex, there's a whole lot of stuff. Um, but there's no sections about orgies. Oh wait, nope, found it. Okay. Orgy. The Victorians suggested that dreams of orgies suggested fear of catching syphilis in men and a woman's concern about being labelled frigid. <laughs> oh. Modern dream analysis, however, suggests that orgies serve as a safety valve to temper propriety and moderation in waking life. What does that mean? Uh, I guess... I guess people sometimes use orgy just to mean, like indulgence don't they like it was an orgy of yeah. the senses or something but it it's like no that's just a it's just a bouquet of flowers that smells so nice <laughs> i guess like you know streaming of orgies helps you to 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 to, to moderate yourself better in real life <laughs> yeah personally i'm just afraid of catching syphilis <laughs> And I don't want to be seen as frigid. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we wrap up there? I feel like we yeah. I feel like we did a good job of my very short and all over the place dreams, but Yeah, they were they were really like jam-packed full of like stuff to decipher, I think, this week. 
Yeah. Whereas mine was just Dota power washing. <laughs> I will try my best to have some more dreams for next time. I will and try. Hopefully, though. next time I'll, I'll just be. Muscles. I'll be back to nice, calming dreams and oddities. Yeah. More wrestlers next time, Briny. Get on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I. I won't say who, but I spoiled a thing for myself on wrestling the other day because there's a wrestler that we've been waiting to come back for a while. And whilst we were watching the wrestling, I was like, oh, I wonder if they've added any new T-shirts and that added that wrestler's T-shirt. And I was like, oh, he's got a new T-shirt. I guess he's coming back soon. And then his music started playing and I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) oh, no. Oh, jeez. But it was very exciting because he's he's always been like meant to be this like really really good wrestler. But since I started watching AEW, he's like the whole time he's just been out on injury. So I've never actually seen him wrestle. But everyone's oh, always okay. like, if you look at the like top ten list of wrestlers, you know best wrestlers, he's always on there. And I'm like, but how is he good? I've never seen him. <laughs> so it's nice to actually get to watch him. You'll have to tell me who it is after the recording. Yeah. No spoilers for people listening. No spoilies. Just in no case spoilies. there's any wrestling fans out there. Well, we know that there are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Kirsty, for listening to my troubles. That's okay. It was it was very lovely. It was very lovely. <laughs> I, I always enjoy talking to you, even if we're talking about anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Bryony, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone. And our question for today is, what would be your ideal novelty bed? Yes, exactly. I want to know. Would you want one of those fancy mermaid beds or the full-on full poster or indeed a bunk bed with a desk? Tweet me pictures of beds. Yes. Like nice novelty (laughs) beds. Thank you. Well, take care, everyone. Until next time. Bye-bye.